Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We wear caps and sleeves at this level, son. Understood? Hey, everybody. Welcome to a action-packed episode of the California Penal League. Uh, the season's here, baby. This is our official uh Cleveland Indians season preview um, as we kick it off. So I am Steve. Uh, with me, as always, is uh, Fabs and Chris. What's going on, guys? Season um, here. here. Yeah. Party. Can't and wait we for are, opening day. We figured because it is opening day, we would, we would bring in a big guest. We have got, we landed the commissioner, everybody. That is right. We got the commissioner of our Dynasty Fantasy Football League here, or Fantasy Baseball League. Um, I don't even know what sport. I don't even know what sport I'm talking about anymore. I got the commissioner of some other league somewhere. <laughs> Your it's, hockey uh, uh, retro league. <laughs> yeah, Stri- it's strictly just simulating the 1984 season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so my, our, I'll just. I'll just intro him here. The commish, Will himself, is here. So what's going on, buddy? Glad to have you on. Oh, thank you. It's good to be here. Uh, appreciate the invite. Uh, always love a good opportunity to talk shop. Um, I'll probably end up regretting, you know, putting my opinion out there for all the world to hear. But happy to be here and honored to be the first guest. That's true. You are the first yes. guest. And, and trust me, uh, you know, when you... Sounding like an ass gets pretty, you you get used to it. Um, We have done it many times and it starts to feel very comfortable and you'll stop caring about that very soon. Um, I blew the opening to this episode and I just breezed right past it. So (laughs) I'm nothing, I make nothing but mistakes. Soon you'll be uh, listening to your episode for the 10th time, shaking your head in like vehement agreement to things you're saying. Yeah, right. Yeah, like I'm so goddamn smart. This guy knows what he's talking about. This guy gets it. All right, so season's here, boys. I guess let's just start. Go, you know, go around the room, and where where do we stand? How are we feeling going into uh, the beginning of the year? This should this episode's probably coming out right around opening day, if not a day or two after. So, if the Indians get waxed in the first couple games, <laughs> we're not going to hold it against them. But <laughs> the Tigers just <laughs> obliterate the Indians and tattoo Shane Bieber for twelve runs. Um, we we won't get too uh, stressed out, but. Uh, Chris, I'll start with you. Uh, where where are we uh, feeling? Feeling pretty good. Not happy with center field and first base. Outside of that, I like everything that I've seen and heard. And uh, 
I still think that, you know, there's we're, we're a dark horse wild card team, especially if uh, some of the things that will likely cover come to fruition and uh, some predictions of, uh, again, center field and uh, first base. Um, maybe some guys rise to the occasion and things change. Fabs, how are you feeling? Uh, you know, pretty good. Um, I mean, we're going to, the season will kind of live and die with our, our, uh, starting pitching, but I feel good about our, our, our rotation. I definitely the best in our division. Uh, I'm very excited about our bullpen. Uh, I'm excited to see the young arms there. Um, you know, uh, Jimenez has been great at shortstop, which is awesome. And he's going to be starting, which shocks all of us. Um, overall, I'm feeling like pretty confident on the year. I, I just think we, for us to be, I, I know it's a super long season. It's 162 games. We're back to, back to normal. Um, for us to make the season interesting in August, uh, we really can't afford to get off to a, a, a super slow start. We have, we start against the Tigers and the Royals and both those teams make me kind of nervous because they both can hit really well and we can't hit very well. Uh, but I'm going to be optimistic, you know, like I, I'm excited to see our young guys and I know we're going to get into Lind, I know we're going to get into Lindor and that crazy contract extension they're discussing. And based on that news breaking the other night, I'm feeling better every day that we didn't, uh, extend Lindor or go into the season with that hanging over us. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I, I could say some stuff about Lindor, but, um, I won't yet. Unless you want to, Will. Go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll pass on Lindor for now. Uh, Take the high road. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, I do think I'm I'm torn on this season. I think if, you know, the puzzle pieces fall uh, in the right direction, you know, we could have a team that goes out and surprises everyone and, and wins 95 games. Um, but it's harder <clears throat> with it being a... a a marathon, you know, normal season, you know, the team that you have now is not going to be the team that you have at the end. Um, And so if if things don't go your way, you know, we could be looking at a 70 win team. So it's just hoping (laughs) a lot of, a lot of hope (laughs) this year that things go well. Yeah. That's kind of like the Indians MO the last few years is, there's no room for error and we've got a lot of pieces that have to fall in place for everything to, to go well. And I mean, it has to the extent that we've been making the playoffs. We haven't won a series since the world series run, but this, this year especially feels like it's like, okay, we really need everything to, to, to hold because, you know, I don't want to put it in the app into the universe, but like, you know, God forbid Eddie Rosario gets hurt for an extended amount of time or, you know, after all field. the work that I put into getting him here, you too. did so good for us. I know you did you such did a will, good job getting him here. Will him an entire season of health, please? All right, that's the next thing I'll do. Or a, and then you know, Cy Young pitcher for that matter, or or, or our Cy Young pitch pitcher, um, and like potentially like one or two dark horse Cy Young candidates potentially. Um, Ooh, plus <laughs> and, and I think too, like Will, you said it. You know, this team. I always think that at the beginning of a season, I love going back and looking at opening day rosters and being like, oh yeah, this guy, you know, the Brad Miller year uh, was mm-hmm. an interesting one. But like, because like center field is going to probably look so different 
by freaking June or July than it is. Um, or or maybe beginning. May. Or May. You know, it just, it, you know, you hope, you hope not, but it probably will be the case. And like, even honestly, first base could be the same. There are lots of things that make me feel a little uneasy. And yet I'm feeling like pretty confident. I think I, I feel the Indians are more on the side of they're going to be the dark horse team that surprises a lot of people. Uh, I don't know if it'll be a playoff team. I, I still kind of have them hovering like just at the cusp of 90 wins, I think. And whether or not that's a playoff team, I don't know if things happen a certain way, like maybe it's a few more wins, but I think, I think you're going to have some players that surprise you. I think Andres Jimenez is going to surprise a ton of people. I think Josh Naylor is going to surprise a ton of people potentially um, in the, in the lineup. And we'll talk about the lineup here next in, in more depth, but you know, and, and then obviously you got like back end of the rotation in Logan Allen, who just absolutely just destroyed the spring. Uh, he had like a 0.64 ERA and just like crushed it and was the story of the spring. And they keep saying, you know, they changed his delivery, you know, and the Indians seem to have a pretty good knack at like fixing guys. So that could be a diamond in the, I mean, that could just be like an unbelievable find that we have now. And he's a lefty, which and he's a lefty. Holy um, I think we were talking about that, who the last lefty starter was for the Indians. And we think we landed on, was it Ryan Merritt? Ryan Merritt, and I think TJ House. Um, oh, TJ House spot yes. starts, starts in there. Yep. Uh, Cliff Lee, obviously. Yep. Um, Are we looking at five five twenty game winners for our rotation? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> no doubt. I think that's what's the, yeah. Sure. Take it to the bank. <laughs> between now, between now and two seasons from now, combined. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, so I'm I'm like. I think the thing that really just like everything fell into place for me was like when Rosario signed, that was the thing to me. And we talked about it on that episode was like, okay, this is a roster. This is a lineup. This is a, I think this is as people, you know, always say in the previews of the season, Oh, well, the Indians lineup is definitely taking a huge hit with Lindor out. And it's like, yeah, okay, sure. But there's like, nobody goes any further than that. It's just like, Oh, well they must be terrible now. And I'm not going to say they're the best, but like, I don't think they're as bad as people are going to, are, are thinking. And I think like we've talked about too, they're making the move towards being a more contact oriented, get on base type of lineup. And that's going to bode well. So I don't know. I'm feeling pretty good. This is definitely, oh, so- I'm definitely drinking some Kool-Aid here, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. It's actually kind of funny that you mentioned that. I uh, just listened to Theo Epstein talking about some of the, uh, rule changes and getting more balls in play basically being the underlying factor. And again, we'll talk about that, those uh, at a later date, but the way the Indians are moving, let's take the lumps now. And once those rules get implemented, it'll be all systems go. Yeah. Also it's, it's very, it's crazy that after having such a great season last year, batting two Oh one with runners and scoring position, suddenly Lindor is now a, a top four baseball player on everyone's list. Now that he's not in the sad, sad city of Cleveland, uh, going to the, the uh, perennial well-run Mets is the thing that he needed to fix him. I am, blo- I, I am blown away by that development. And I, we were texting earlier. The fact that he 
countered and and again this might get solved by the time we rec- by the time we drop this episode and we might they might give him a 450 million dollar deal i don't know but i found <laughs> More it than my ins- trout <laughs> <laughs> i just found it insane that it was like well i want 12 years at 385 i mean that is just such Crazy. a like incomprehensible it's not the number of the it's not the dollar amount to me it's the 12 years it's like do you yeah. have any clue what you're 12 years ago uh for the indians was what uh <laughs> Like 2009, we, we're, yeah, right after like the uh, almost going to the World Series with Sabathia as our starting era as our and ace. like Cliff Lee had just won the Cy Young in 2008, and it's like, could yeah. you imagine in 2009 being like, all right, well, we're gonna give this guy 12 years, and like he existing from like the 09 season to now? That's nuts. <laughs> At a high no level, what your too. team's gonna be like. Yeah, right. at a superstar the back level. End of those are always so ridiculous on the team. You know, look at. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, the poo holes. He's the perfect example. Especially in yeah. like the NL where he can't even hide him as DH. Like, it's like he has to be playing third or shortstop for you when he's like 37 years old, 38 years old. <laughs> right. Not yet. I know. It's, uh, I don't know. I mean, hey, more power to him because some team's going to do it. So it's just going to be like, who's going to be the one? To, to bite the bullet and it's probably going to be the Mets because they're like, Oh my God, we gave up, you know, prospect four players. Can you imagine sign there though? Time. That'd be crazy. If he doesn't sign there, then we just got like, it's like, cool. You got him for a year. Love it. So look at the free agent class this year too. I mean, there's a couple names out there. Story. Um, yep. will be a free agent. Uh, God, I'm drawing a blank all of a sudden on all the amazing guys. Though there's there's like five of them. Seager, I think Seager, is, Seager he, yeah, Se- Seager's the Correa big one for be. the the Dodgers. The who Dodgers, had like yeah. the same yeah. better numbers in Lindor and <laughs> came off of winning a World Series. Yeah. No. It's, um. All right. So that's our that's our Lindor spiel. No love lost there. So. Let's dig into the lineup because that's always everybody's biggest headache. Um, and what everybody, everybody always zeroes in on the lineup and says it's trash when, um, <laughs> again, I think people will be surprised. So we can kind of take, you know, take it from there. We'll, we'll focus on the lineup first. And, uh, Will, if you want to, if you want to lead it off, um, where, where are you feeling on the, uh, on the lineup and where it's at? Yeah. So for me, there, there weren't many surprises, uh, when it came to catcher, second base third base, uh, the corner outfield for DH. Uh, I think that everything was pretty status quo there. Um, it surprised the hell out of me, and it sounds like you guys as well, uh, that Andres made the team on opening day. I thought 100% that Ahmed Rosario was going to be our starting shortstop and that Yu Chang was going to be our utility guy and they would bump him down, try and, you know, manipulate some of that service time. Um, but he's there at short. Uh, so I, good for them, I guess. Um, <laughs> I, I they did the right this. thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, there's, there's that. My other is, is, is just the, uh, the position battle that took place. And I guess it's, you know, been announced now that Carlos Santana Jr., uh, I mean, uh, left-handed hitting Pedro Serrano, uh, I mean, <laughs> Bobby Bradley has not made the team. 
and lost the job to Jake Bowers. Um, so for me, that's a question of, you know, what does that say about Bobby Bradley? You know, is did they just, were they that underwhelmed by what he did this spring? One of my thoughts was, all right, maybe they were trying to manipulate his service time. Well, they didn't do that with, you know, Andres, why would they do that with him? So it was, you know, maybe they really think Bowers can contribute to the team. But I think for me, it just comes down to this is an out for the front office, you know, when he hits a buck 80 in April uh, for him to pack his bags and hit the road. And they yeah. just straight up release him. And yep. I mean, really, my only other one is I'm, I'm very worried about center field. I have a bad feeling that this experiment is going to fail. Uh, I hope that I'm wrong when I say that, but I think what this could end up being is J- Daniel Johnson getting called up by the end of May, uh, hopefully provides, you know, a spark to our lineup. But yeah, it's, I mean, I guess with potentially Ahmed Rosario being out there, I feel like I'm going to be a little bit more patient with him than I would be for Ben Gamble. <laughs> right. Well, Ahmed Rosario is like a league average hitter. Yeah. It's he... just, they, they didn't have a spot for him. You know, it's like, it's a weird mm-hmm. situation. And, and also I don't think any teams were knocking down their door to get him. So, um, <laughs> You know, people forget Rosario was a, a top prospect in the Mets system, and he was a top prospect in all of baseball. Yeah, that's that's pretty incredible. I, the Indians seem to, and this is a great tactic: is give me your trash heap prospects because one of them is going to hit. So, like, yeah, you know, Bowers was a top prospect at one point. It, this is his last chance. Like you said, well, it's like this is it. Uh, you know, if you don't contribute, if you can't hit now. I don't care how good defensively you are. It's like, you're not going to be our first baseman. So it's, uh, you know, it, it's his last chance um, is, you know, in, in center, that's his, his chance is done. It would appear the fact that he didn't make the team. You were saying, what does it say about Bradley? What does it say about Zimmer that he couldn't make the team? Mm-hmm. You know, when they didn't even, when they have a guy who's never played center field, that was starting over him. <laughs> yeah. Like, what does that say? So, you know, so that both, experiment. Both of those done. guys are out of options then, right? Both Bowers and Zimmer. I thought Zimmer had won. I think Zimmer has won. I think that's the reason why he's down. Yeah. Yeah. So Bowers is is strictly out, which is essentially the reason why Bobby Bradley's not on this team, because by any metric, Bobby Bradley beat him out for the job. It's just that I think they just looked at it as, well, Bradley's gonna get his at bats if he's, you know, crushing it in the in the beginning of the spring. Makes it an even easier decision to move on from Bowers. I mean, Bowers is gonna have a ton of pressure on him to contribute. And if he's like you said, hitting a buck 80 in April, <laughs> forget about it. So yeah. that that's it. All right. So, uh, Fabs, what are you, uh, we'll snake draft this thing. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I actually like love the, I'm Rosario in center field in his last like regular non COVID season. He batted 287 and had like a 323 on base percentage. It's like the Kenny Lofton, like obviously he's not going to give you the defense of like a Kenny Lofton, but get on base. Like that's all I need him to do. Like Mercado bats like 200, unfortunately, all the time now. And um, while he's probably <laughs> that might better, be the norm. Yeah. Well, be he's it. probably better defensively for sure. Like getting on base, it, I'm going to, I'm going to do it every episode. Getting back to that 2015 Royals, T 
team. Get those runs. <laughs> yeah. Like this isn't going to be a mash it. Like this is not going to be a Jack and home run team. We might get some, some help when Bobby Bradley comes up, but um, get, just get the guys in running and uh, scoring position, you know, like guys like Jose and, and Fran Mel drive them in. I mean, yes, first base, like, well, you said it all, like no one wants Bowers here. None of us want him on at, at first. Maybe he'll surprise us and turn it around. Like, I hope he does because that's awesome. Sure. Um, right. Psyched for second base with Hernandez there. I'm really excited. I, I also can't believe uh, Jimenez is at a uh, shortstop, uh, but it's it's super exciting. Uh, obviously, Jose hopefully has another MVP uh, caliber year. Perez, I think he's a, a great, great option at catcher. That's not a surprise either. Rosario and left. That's awesome. He's going to give you the same. A similar output to Lindor, especially what Lindor gave us last year. If Rosario, you know, hits for average again, awesome. And then right field, we'll see what happens with Naylor and Leplo. So I, I don't think, and Steve, you brought, I think you brought up like my favorite point that we've probably gone back to like a dozen times. Last year, we had a great season. We almost won our division. Granted, it was a, a shortened COVID year, but we, our, our hitting was historically awful last year. Mm-hmm. And just what the pieces they've added and the, the types of bats they added that aren't going to be strikeout heavy at batters, like strikeout heavy batters. They're going to be a lot of guys who hit for average. Like our, our offense is going to go up. And if, and our pitching wasn't like, it was, it was really good, but it wasn't like otherworldly where we had three guys who would have been on pace to have 20 wins where it's just that crazy Trevor Bauer year before he got injured, where it's like, he's has a 1.2 ERA and you have Shane Bieber throwing a Cy Young year. Like Shane Bieber obviously had an insane season, but if Plessick has a really good year, like he's anticipated and we're anticipating and Bieber has another great, you know, 17, 18 win year. Like I think this could be a wild card team for sure. Um, you know, assuming we stay healthy, but I'm just like really excited for this year. Like I, I can't wait to see what some of the, like, I'm glad Chang made the roster. He had yeah. some, he, he had some good pop in, uh, in spring training. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, this is going to be, it's going to be a really crazy ass year watching the, the roster change. And I, I, I'm excited for that, like August stat we see where it's like the Indians have had 55 different starting, uh, like lineups this season. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Some like crazy record breaking number. Uh, but yeah, overall, I think the lineup is like pretty good. Obviously first base, not so good, but other than that, I'm pretty happy with it. I mean, I will say one, one, la- one other thing about first base I'll say is like, I know everybody's like, well, you got to have pop at first. You got to have pop in the corner outfield spots. Uh, I've never understood quite why everybody just assumes you have to have it there, but whatever it's like, you know, fine. But you know, the thing is, like, the bar is going to be set so low for Bowers because he's going to be hitting, like, seventh yeah. in the order. You can hide So it's him. like, yeah. dude, please, can you hit 250? Like, can you manage 250? Because that will keep Bobby Bradley away from, you know, and you'll keep your spot. It's just, like, the expectations are so low for him. And, you know, sure, you can hide, you can hide that guy somewhere because... Somebody's got to hit the bottom of the lineup, and he is good defensively. But it's but it's like, oh my gosh, the it'll be interesting to see what the roster construction is when Bradley inevitably comes up. Because how do you manage a roster a, a lineup that has both like Fran Mill Reyes and Bobby Bradley? You know, it's like you're not hitting them back to back. I mean, so, I I kind of hope for like a where change just starts like balling, 
And then like they they are just like, dude, let's put Bobby Bradley at first. Let's put Fran Mel Reyes or let's put Chang at, at first. Let's have Reyes play right and let's have Bobby Bradley DH. And now we have like five guys who can hit homers. Or you'd have you'd have Naylor at first potentially in that. Oh yeah, scenario. you have Naylor at yeah. first, yeah. Yeah, you can so, do a lot of I, a lot I of could fun see things. that being actually a realistic scenario would be uh Reyes and Wright, Naylor at first, and Bradley at DH. I think oh, that's probably something they've I hope that happens. considered. Defensively, that's a nightmare because <laughs> you want Franco Reyes running around in right field. <laughs> at least he's got the experience. But yeah, I mean there's a reason why he was traded out of the NL. Um so that may not be ideal, but like from an offensive standpoint, it's like, you know what? We've had a good defense for a number of years now. I'm willing to take a little bit of a hit to add some pop. Yeah, it, me too. I, I would very much like that. So, uh, Chris, uh, where are you at in the lineup? Well, it's actually kind of funny that you mentioned defense because at least to start the season, the infield defense is actually going to be pretty good with Bowers. As much as we all have, have voiced our displeasure of him winning the job, it's very clear that the only reason he won the job is he's out of options. Uh, they want to salvage the Yandy Diaz trade, and he's going to have five weeks to prove that you know he deserves to stick around for a longer extended view. So, in that regard, Bowers does bring some aspect to the team that having Bobby Bradley would would diminish in the defense um, as much as we all love his bat and Bradley. The defense in the outfield is a little suspect. Uh, Rosario is average-ish. Uh, Gamble, I don't know how many games he's played in center. Rosario obviously hasn't played any, but I would I love the idea of him becoming like a super utility guy, kind of our yeah the, uh, the Inhab Ben Zobris Inhab uh, Ben Zobris type. Yes, I, I love that idea. Um, give me that roster eligibility in fantasy, baby. Yes, <laughs> I'll take that. And, and honestly, you, you need that kind of construction. Look at the look at the Dodgers; they have guys. They can play three different positions in like three or four of their everyday mm-hmm. guys, and they've yep. been pretty pretty successful the last couple of years. So I, I like that idea. Um, and left field or right field, I'm sorry, with Naylor and Luplo splitting time, I think you'll get um, an average, maybe a little bit below average. So they're definitely you know going a little bit more for the bats out out there in the outfield. That said, again, I really hope that uh, one of my one of my guys, either Mercado or Daniel Johnson, tear it up in Columbus and uh, come play center field sooner rather than later. Whatever happens at first base happens at first base. I kind of again, my whole thought is. Bowers is out of options. They want to win that trade or at least justify that trade to some end and, um, you know, salvage some degree. I mean, everything else that's been said, uh, gymnasm's shocked that he made the opening day roster. I totally thought they were going to manipulate his time. Obviously, third, second, 
catcher, left. Those were all pretty much DH. Were all pretty lot, pretty much locks. Even right field to do a certain degree there too. Yeah, speaking but of the effort, was I gonna say, well, I was gonna say yeah. you were talking about Mercado. I get the sense yeah. that they seem to think he has like a real like mental block going on. Ever since he struggled in that rook, in that rookie year, like towards well, the end. yeah, he hit a wall towards the end, and then last year, I mean, they just he's a guy that needs every day at bats, clearly, and and he wasn't getting them, and with no minor league season, it was really difficult for him to find playing time behind you know the likes of uh, Delano Shields for reasons unknown. <laughs> You're right. I have no idea why. There's going to be a random Indian to stow away for a oh, for later sure. <laughs> As a fan of Mercado, um, yeah, you you have been carrying the torch for Mercado for quite. I like Mercado too. I was really ticked off that they stuck with the shields again. It seemed like they they get hell bent on just trying to win these trades. When yeah. I mean, the writing was clearly on the wall after one inning in Texas that we had won the trade. Right. <laughs> yes. well, like, apparently, he was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Classe is throwing 101 today, which yeah. is like, give me that. Yeah, I mean, Classe, to some degree, the, the suspension, I kind of almost feel it was like a blessing in disguise. You know, were we going to really go out and win it all last year? Is he, is he the, the piece that would have put us over the top? And he basically sits out a year and... and mm. You know, learns a couple things. You know, this. How does that work with? He's with still your, considered a rookie. Okay, I was wondering, like his eligibility, yeah. his years of control. He's still considered a rookie. Nice. Okay, that's exciting. So, uh, Steve, yeah. did you want to? You want to do? Wait, you haven't given me your thoughts on it, have you? Well, I, I think the only thing because I've I've chimed in a bunch. I think the only thing I have left to add is before moving on to this the pitching staff is I got to say I'm pretty jacked to watch a lineup that has at any given time an order of like Cesar Hernandez, Jose Ramirez, Eddie Rosario, and Franmil Reyes. To be completely honest, I would put that four against any other four almost in baseball. I can't say the same for like the rest of the lineup, <laughs> but I, you know, but I would say in like a, say it's a later inning and you need a run. I, I would put it, I would put that four against any other four almost because I think it's probably a top five. Like for how sure. Could it, it, yeah. You've got an MVP a multiple time MVP candidate, at least in Jose Ramirez, he almost won it last year. Mm-hmm. You've got a, 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 a home run threat at all times in Eddie Rosario. You've got a guy who knows how to get on base in Cesar Hernandez and friend Mil Reyes is no slouch whatsoever. And definitely knows how to make contact that he's not just a strikeout guy. So, uh, you know, the, the only true outcome guy. So, that excites me. Um, and then I've, and then I've mentioned, you know, like Josh Naylor and stuff like that, where if like he surprises me and he's like hitting 270 somewhere in there, all of a sudden I'm feeling real good about the lineup. So yeah, I, I mean, know. I think six of our, I would, I think six of our spots. And if Perez has a, a decent enough season, seven of our, our batting spots are, I feel good about, like, I'm not like, Oh Christ. Like, the next two innings are going to be super rough. 
Like, and I can't say that last year or the year before that, where once we got past our fifth batter, I'm like, well, we'll be at the top of our order in an inning and a half, I guess. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I'll take that. Like, I'll take seven. And then if Bradley comes up and, like, mashes, now you're extending it. But then basically you, you're talking about one or two weak spots in your lineup with the rotation, with the bullpen. And then it's like, okay, now we're now we're cooking with oil. Who would you guys bat lead off if, Hernandez. You, if you had to pick? Hernandez. Yeah. Hernandez. So you're what so you're what? Hernandez uh, and then uh who who's your two? In an ideal world? Yeah. In an ideal world, it's Mercado or Daniel Johnson. <laughs> that is an ideal world. <laughs> with the what with what we have. I mean, you you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. I said I like I like their speed. I like their speed, and I think that they're both at least league average for getting on base and speed. That combo. I, they, well, if I you're think talking they speed have the potential, and, I think they're speed and getting on base. Average. Andres Jimenez, say, I think, is probably your ideal currently. Yeah. Or, or, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would. I, I think would, he was clocked at like the third fastest guy in baseball. I was maybe like kind of forgot about him. Yeah. Go ahead, Fabs. I would say Ahmed Rosario because he 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 gets yeah. on base too, and then you put Jose at third, then Franmel, then Rosario, then Jimenez. Where you but you can switch him once he gets more at bats, and you have Jimenez sixth, Perez seventh, Bowers eighth. Or you could or you could do Naylor seventh, Perez eighth, and then you're hiding Bowers ninth. Man, Jake Bowers hitting ninth is a weird concept to me. But like that's if he's your ninth batter, like I. Okay, cool. Like if Bobby Bradley comes up, then you're having Bradley sixth or seventh. Like you're you're one through seven super solid. Like all your dudes, all those dudes on average bat two fifty or higher, and three or four of them are gonna get you twenty five home run plus. Twenty to twenty five home runs plus. Yeah. I'm feel I'm feeling pretty good about it. Uh, I yeah. I even as it's currently constructed, I'm feeling pretty excited about it. If things break our way and we have some, you know, I, I think the two that I've highlighted is Andres Jimenez and Josh Naylor. If those two come along strong. And I think, I think one of one, of, if not both will surprise people, especially I, the yeah. casual fan. Yeah. Uh, now, I Steve, think so what happens if Bowers is our leadoff hitter? What do you do? Are you, are you just, are you, are we done with the podcast? <laughs> this, this will be the last episode. This, if on yeah. opening day, that's what I see. <laughs> Well, Steve, I want to circle back to one point that you made about having Reyes and Bobby Bradley in the lineup together. And I think there's a way you can do it. Okay. And I would not advocate for adding another three outcome bat to this lineup. Two is we can work with. A third, Mm -hmm. I'm starting to feel uncomfortable and... uh, would not like that. But I think if you were to somehow tweak the lineup where Reyes then bats fourth and instead of maybe fifth mm-hmm. in an ideal situation, tweak it where Reyes hits fifth, or I'm sorry, fourth, you could hide a Bobby Bradley at six or seven. So Rosario would be hitting like fifth in that scenario? Potentially, yes. Okay. And then, I mean, yeah. Bobby Bradley. Seems like he could be a 240, 35 home run, 90 RBI, 150 plus strikeout bat. Yes. Yeah. But 
with a good bat like a Rosar like a Eddie Rosario in front of him, and there's a lot of RBI opportunity for him. I love that idea. I'm not opposed. Um, I'm not opposed. And again, it lengthens the lineup. It's just another yeah, he's a three outcome bat, but you're putting a solid dependable get on base guy at least one if not two if you stick him at seven and mm-hmm. you know let the chips fall where they may at that point in time yeah we, like we do we just don't know bobby bradley yet because he hit like 178 in limited time in 2019 with the Indians, he had 45 at bats with the indians and he hit yeah. 178 and it's like in, in like a I week's mean, time yeah i mean you did just yeah, I don't know. You know, you have no We're idea. Also, forgetting he's twenty, he's not even. He'll turn twenty-five in like May. Yeah, it just so, seems like he's been here for twenty-five years in the system that we've. I been know. Yeah, he's, he is one of the like ultimate names so. that have been mentioned for like twelve years. <laughs> so, yep. Um. All right. So, uh, let's dig in on the pitching staff here. We can we can go bullpen and and rotation. We can just kind of I don't know flow between both. So, uh, Will, do you want to lead us off on uh, on your thoughts there? Yeah, Get sure. Um, so, I think with the pitching, I mean, obviously, these these arms are good. We know that they they should carry this team um, in the event we have any offensive struggle. I think some of the things that, that maybe haven't been looked at, per se, is, you know, what happens if we do have any regression one through three um you know Be- yeah. Bieber is not you know your side on Bieber and Plesak or Savali take a step back um I don't know just based on what the team's done I don't know that they've taken that into account it seems like they're just projecting them to to better themselves so hopefully you know I think all of us want want that to happen obviously uh, but just what happens in the event if there is regression there next would be i love tristan mckenzie that kid is going to be phenomenal uh i think by season's end he is our number two starter Ooh, um, bold. I, don't, I don't i don't mean to knock you know police act or Savali or anything i just i feel like mckenzie's that good only time will tell in getting you know him getting a full season under his belt in terms of the the back end with Logan Allen, I know he's had a good spring, uh, but I'm I'm kind of in wait and see mode. Uh, I hope he ends up being better than what Bucko was able to provide for us. Um, R.I.P. Plucko was he was a dependable guy, but not for anything long term. You know, if you if you needed him to come in for a few weeks or something, he was more than serviceable. Um, mm-hmm. But for for a full season, I never. I, I just always had worry about Plucko. So if Allen can be Plucko's level or better over the course of time, I think that's a win. I mean, would um, you take Will? Would you take a sub? Would you take a fifth starter who can throw a sub four ERA? I mean, yeah. Say, say Logan <laughs> Allen throws like you know he's got like a three sixty eight ERA this year. If he can keep it under four as a fifth starter, I'm like. I'm in, you know? Yeah. No, agreed. Agreed. It's just not going out and getting shelled every five days and knowing, <laughs> yeah. you know, all right, right. we're going to lose because this guy's pitching, yeah. you know? Don't, don't make Bieber have to always pitch after a loss. Yeah. 
Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then my last is with the starters anyway. I feel like uh, Quantrill being on the roster to start, even though he's going to be in kind of like a long relief uh, bullpen role, I think that definitely gives them some flexibility, you know, should something happen, you know, Savali pulls something and is going to be out for a couple weeks. Like they have a quick plug there that they can use to fill in for that. So I think the way they constructed that uh, is a very good thing. In terms of the bullpen, obviously love the youth. Uh, love the fact that they have good, raw arms with multiple talent. Um, I wonder, though, if that could potentially lead to some growing pains over, mm-hmm. you know, the course of 162 games. Yep. Um, you know, there's no getting your your toes in the water. Like, they're they're throwing them out there. Let's go. So Not a I lot of crafty vets other than, like, Whitgren and Perez, but he's right. more of, like, a... Maton. Ma- yeah, Maton, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that was why I was going to say, uh, I think that's a good thing that they brought Shaw back. Um, not only does he know the organization, but I think they're going to rely on him to kind of teach those guys along the along the season. So I think that's a, a, a benefit of him being back, uh, as well as him not having his Medicaid card yet, like another pitcher. <laughs> <you just> <laughs> uh, but, I love uh, it, man. I love it. <laughs> the, the last point I really have uh, on the bullpen would just be, I kind of wish that they had established some of the roles a little bit sooner uh, when it comes to Quasse. Karen Jack and uh, Whitgren, uh, in terms of whether, you know, who's going to be closer, who's going to be a, a eighth inning setup guy, and who's going to be that uh, high leverage Andrew Miller type fireman role. Um, just because I think, had it been set, not that I don't think any of them can't do each of them, uh, but to have that not set, I think that might have an impact. Uh, on how they're mentally preparing every day. Am I, oh, am I going to close today? Or am I doing, you know, do I got to be ready to go a little earlier? So I'm, I'm curious to see how that'll play out the first, you know, month and a half of the season. Uh, it, I think they can all do well with any of them, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. Karen Jack does uh, scare me a little bit. Karen Jack reminds me a bit I kind of think of him as like the Trevor Bauer of the bullpen in that in Trevor Bauer's early career he had like some of the most electric stuff you've ever seen in your life but it was like there were days where it was just he did not have it and get this kid some control before he kills somebody (laughs) (laughs) exactly that's why he's got 99 that's what yeah and the haircut I think right (laughs) and the haircut yeah so and he seems like a real, you know, he's, he seems like a good kid. He, he seems like, you know, he's got, got the stuff. It's just, can he, can he harness it, you know? And, and is it going to work? And like, that's why he's not the closer right now is that, you know, they didn't in the spring, he was pretty wild. And if he was, you know, if he had locked, come in in the spring and like locked it down, he's no doubt your closer, you know, Nick Wickren's your eighth inning guy. I think, sure. at least I think so. And, I think the fact that Karen check scares them a little bit leaves the rest of the bullpen kind of in like this weird, you know, 
zone where it's like, uh, some, you know, I guess it's Whitgren cause he's the veteran and like, that's cool. Cause I think he can handle it, but yeah, we don't even really have like a seventh or eighth situation set up yet. It's just going to be like, Francona is just going to be doing it, you know, by feel kind of like how Sandy did last year where he was just like any given inning. It was like, who's, the, who's coming out? Holy <laughs> like, it was like, shit. I it can't got even. wild. Yeah, yeah, it was like towards the end of the season, I think like Sandy Elmar just like his cards must have just been like sharpie to death where he's like, oh, God, I don't even know. So as long as we're not bringing Karen chick out in the fifth. Dude, ugh, I know. Um, I did see him almost take somebody's head off in the game today. Karen check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> so he's got to keep yeah. the other teams on their toes sometimes, guys. That Come is on. true. I mean, he's, he's unhittable, man, when he's on. It's just, you know, is that what we're going to want in the seventh or eighth inning? That's why, like you said, it's like Brian Shaw. It's, you know, he is about as polarizing. The thing is, like, I always find this to be funny. He's consistent. He's and boring and consistent. I'll take it. I'll take it. Give me give me those bullpen vets, man. I, I yeah. really, I love them. And, you know, Shaw is one of the more polarizing bullpen guys the Indians have had in quite some time. And... I don't know why it, it's so interesting because it's like a bullpen arm, a guy will pitch two weeks and not even give up a hit. The minute he gives up a home run, this guy's piece of crap like this, you know, this useless, you know, son of a bitch, get rid of him. And, you know, it, it's a tough job. It's just when you look at like the full season then, and it's like, oh, this guy pitched like freaking 80 innings and gave you nothing but consistency sure. over the course of the year. Those are the guys. That's no glory. That's the guy like Whitgren, man. Like that's Whitgren is that type of player. Um, Brian Shaw is that type of pitcher. And we'll just see where that all fits together. It's, it excites the hell out of me, this bullpen, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, 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 I don't know. It could be volatile. It'll be interesting. So, So that just made me think, do you see a scenario where end of April, say, say, uh, Whitgren rolls an ankle or something. Could you see Brian Shaw with save opportunities on this team? Oh, I, if they, I'm going to say they don't, yeah. they don't trust Clase or Karen. God. That would, the fans would lose their minds. <laughs> yes. I, I'm, I'm going to go out and say, I really hope that, well, as you said, Shaw's role is there as the mentor and that he never touches the ball past the seventh inning. Unless it's a blowout. Like, he never picks it up after the seventh inning in any game whatsoever. And he is there strictly for that mentorship, kind of that guiding light back out there in the bullpen. And when things get out of control for the starter and, you know, uh, someone doesn't have it that day. And Hey, you know, we get, we need you to come in in the fourth or fifth. They turn to Shaw. I I hope Shaw never sees a eighth or ninth inning. I I really hope they they just go <laughs> okay. Well, we're gonna expedite this process of figuring out which one of the two of you is our closer. I and live and, I'm and live belief. and die with the results. Luckily, yeah, I, we don't play at course field. So hopefully his, yeah. his ERA won't be, you know, eight and a half. 
Right. <laughs> I, I'm of the belief, honestly, that Classe would probably, I think he might be the one that rises to the top because yeah. he's sort of like your, you know, he could be like your Aroldis Chapman where it's like, I'm just going to come in yeah. and throw the heat. You know, I'm going to throw 101. Can you, can you hit it? So that he seems to be like, to me, like the, the most obvious choice, but it, it just is a matter of like, he hasn't done it yet in the majors. Really? It's funny that much. you mentioned that because I have that same feeling that he eventually will take that closer role. Wickren kind of slides into the eighth plus um, Karen. Jack. I'm sorry. Karen Jack is your, your fireman. Andrew Miller type, Maton, Shaw, Stefan, Quantrill, yeah, Stefan. Yeah, we, we talked about Stefan, yeah. Um, but that kid, that kid excites me. I think that he's got some some obvious talent. I mean, otherwise you're not spending a Rule Five pick on him because he's got a stick. So I, I think it, I think it's Classe's job to eventually win. Yep. Yeah. I think hopefully so too. sooner rather than later. Well, and like, I mean, like you said, him sitting out that year, just like, I, I mean, hurt him to that degree because this could have been solved last well, the, year. Yes. So yes. this ideally would have been solved a year ago. It's just that he was suspended. So yeah, now but, with, with that year of under his belt, Karen check, you know, everyone's like, oh, well, it's him. But yeah. I think many people have just completely forgotten about class A and Karen check's like, oh, cool. It's him. Don't worry about it. But I know the team is pumping the brakes on that because they're like, yeah, this guy we don't necessarily trust yet, which concerns me because... Well, the whole yeah. lack of the defined rules is very unnerving. They're going through like a three-man closer committee. That's wild. I mean, I know yeah. more teams are going to that, but that still is weird to me. It's a cost-saving measure. What's that? You uh, if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. Exactly. That's true. You got three closers. You got no closer. Um, although, you know, well, let me, uh, Will, because we've talked about this. Were you, what was your feeling on them not paying Brad Hand the 10 million and letting him go, letting him walk? Would you have kept him? <sighs> That's tough. I mean, they do have a lot of talent out there. Uh, I, I guess one of the things that we've, kind of always giving credit to the Indians on when we've talked is their ability to, to know when it's over, even if it may be one year ahead. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I don't, I don't know that I would have, I mean, obviously time will tell, but I think in, in that regard, they made the right move there. I think so too. I I, I I agree. They're really good. Like I know we, we as fans get super pissed off when they don't, you know, I, I do the big signing with like Manny Ramirez or Lindor or Tommy, but they have like a super great proven track record of not overpaying and extending pitchers. Like they, they nail it like 95% of the time where they're just like, yeah, this guy's done. And I mean, like the, the most recent obvious, I don't even know if it's a Trevor Bauer. Cause he goes to win a Cy Young next year. But the problem is he's like a polarizing head case. And it's it, it so that that's hard. Where like his talent is ridiculous, uh, but you weren't gonna you weren't gonna get him this year. But you could have had him last year. So then you're talking about having like Bauer going date game two against the Yankees. Um, but but for the most part, like they uh, it sucks to see Kluber go. But I mean, then he gets injured, and now reports are his stuff it just isn't there in in spring training. Um, it sucks to see Clevenger go, but then. 
he's out the entire season with Tommy John surgery. So mm-hmm. it's like they they have a really good knack for this. I mean, I Carrasco. love our, Carrasco's hurt. Carrasco. Yeah, Carrasco's out for like six to eight weeks with a hamstring issue. Like, I mean, that's obviously more of a fluke thing. But I love Carrasco. But he he did have a bunch of injuries like that would pop up in like really inopportune times. Um, but with this rotation, I'm like super excited. And I'm actually right there with Will. Like, I think next, in 2022, I think McKenzie's going to be uh, a dark horse Cy Young candidate. Like, I think he's going to prove himself to be right there with Plesic as, like, a top three pitcher for us. Um, he's super young, really electric. Like, I love his stuff. And then Logan Allen, oh, my God, if he's our fucking five, <laughs> oh, my God, that's, he's, he would probably be the best five in, in all of baseball. Like, our, our, our rotation is, is amazing. Um, probably top two or three in the AL and our bullpen. While yes, young and a little bit unproven. I do like that. We have some veterans there where we're not just relying on Karen check going into the season as the closer or cost going into the season as the closer where I do think, uh, Chris, I think you nailed it. I think that's going to, I think cost is going to prove himself to be the closer. Wickren's going to move to the eight. And then you have Karen check in your seventh inning. So you have like a lockdown seven, seven, eighth, ninth guy, which we haven't had really since 2008. That was kind of our bread and butter that got us through that, that postseason. So I'm, I'm super psyched for uh, the pitching. I mean, and I've been, I've been saying that like, that's, that's our, obviously our big thing going into the season, but I, I think it's just so head and shoulders above anything else in the division. That that's why I think there is that slight chance that we can compete for the division this year. I yeah, I I think uh, I I I find it because now we're segueing a bit into like season predictions. I find it it very hard to believe that the Indians can't compete in the AL Central. I know it's going to be very difficult, and it's going to be a, a three team race between the White Sox, Twins, and Indians with like the Royals pro- honestly probably nipping at their heels. They are way better than I think people think. Yep. Um, now that I've kind of thought They're about interesting. their... They are very interesting to me. That lineup is no joke. And the rotation's like sneaky decent. So, and they always give teams trouble. So that team could come around and, and surprise some people. So it's going to be tough in the division, but... I got to give, you know, the benefit of the doubt to the Indians insane track record of pitching development. And I know, Will, you were talking about like, you know, Duplisek, Savali and McKenzie potentially take a step back. I think it's definitely possible at least one of them does. I don't, I think it would be like a nightmare scenario. You're foolish not to believe that at least one will. Right. I mean, McKenzie might be the most, he, he might be the most obvious choice because he's pitched so few innings and he's never pitched a full season. So like I think well I think with him too they're going to be very careful with his innings. If he gives you let's just I'll just say 25 starts averages somewhere in the 5 to 6 range you know innings wise I'm happy. But so then, there he came out and said they were going to do that. Like I don't yeah. think he's starting a game until like no. April 15th. No, no, they're gonna be. I, yeah, they're gonna piggyback him with Logan Allen, which is actually kind of very exciting to think about. Yeah, I like it. So, I'm looking. I mean, truth be told, with him, I'm actually kind of looking. If you can keep his innings around 125, 135 innings, keep him fresh. 
into September so he can give you something potentially if we make the playoffs. Yep. Perfect. Yeah, you're going to see, you are going to see Cal Quantrill at some point this season. He's going to be floating <laughs> and around. That's a name that we haven't even really hit on. And there's, there's guys in the minors too that are knocking on the door for back of the rotation spots and uh, bullpen spots too. Well, and you know, guys are going to get injured, you know, yeah. so it's, you're right. not, you're not going to have the same five starters pitching yeah, every five awesome. games throughout the season. Right. So no. having that depth is, is a necessity. It's clutch. You have to. Yeah. I mean, you really days, have, you've to have to have, have like seven starters. Starters. Yeah. It, yep. Exactly. Yeah. So Cal Quantrill, you know, while he got, I think, absolutely shelled in the spring, most of the Indians pitching st- like starters did, which is concerning to a degree. They all <laughs> I'm got a little annihilated. nervous about that. But it makes me a little nervous, but I always take the spring. I, I try not to take spring stats too seriously. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to worry about it. Cause you know, Oh, they were just working on, you know, I know Logan Allen was working on a new delivery and Savali has been working on some new stuff. So it's like, okay, whatever. Um, so I'm not gonna worry about it, but uh, yeah, I mean, you, ha- you, you have to have seven to eight starters. That's just, the way baseball works these days. Um, I know these guys are young. I'd be a little, I, to be honest, I'd be more nervous. I, I, it's weird. I think I feel like I'd be more nervous if like Carrasco was in the rotation being 33, 34 years old, as opposed to a bunch of like 25 year olds, you know, flamethrowers. Like you're like, going to automatically have a contingency plan just sitting there on the desk ready for when it happens. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, when he gets that, hamstring injury because you just hope it's early in the year and not like in August. Right. Yeah. The same way with like Clevenger, you started to just pencil in like what two months of the season was he going to be? Uh, out yeah. I always pray it was like May and June. So like he has a healthy end of the year. Yeah. But, it's I like, mean, you know, I, I loved getting, I loved getting used to like Clevenger's rehab assignments. You know, it was like, okay. <laughs> Could you is that, that is that as bad though as the, you know, Three four months at a time, like oh well, Bradley Zimmer's swinging a bat again. Oh, no. Nothing. I'll tell you what. Nothing. <laughs> will, off a tee. Nothing will ever 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 compare with the updates on Danny Salazar. Oh that my we god! Would get. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's go to the wayback machine and go to uh, what was his first name? But it was Miller, that prospect. And oh, like Adam blister. Miller. Adam Miller, yes. Adam Miller and his oh my blisters, <laughs> yes, oh yes, the blisters, yes. Oh my gosh, yeah. He he broke through at one point. Did he start a couple games with the Indians? He may have. He did it was like there's a random uh, guy for handful, you. a legit yeah. handful. Yeah, I think that is one thing that makes me. I mean, you know, the the thing is, all pitchers are susceptible to injury and stuff, but. The Indians having as young a pitching staff as they have rotation and bullpen. It's like you got a lot of young guys, prime of their career, hungry to make an impression. You know, uh, they're all piggybacking off a of Bieber who's 25 and won a Cy Young. Like, you know, the the ceiling for him could be. I mean, he's on the trajectory to, uh, you know, you know, we want to say it, but, you know, he wins one more Cy Young. He's on the Hall of Fame path and he's super young. So you've, you've got another Cy Young pitcher anchoring your rotation. And now it's just a matter of just like, cool, we've got too many guys who's going to make the rotation. So it's amazing what we've done with our, what they do with pitching. Like, like, think about it. Like Danny Salazar, 
was was on the All Star game in 2016. And if you if you if you were to tell me, okay, in 2016 we're going to lose Bauer, we're going to lose Kluber, we're going to lose Carrasco, uh, we're going to Clevenger, this up and coming dude that looks like the guy from Days and Confused, he's not going to be on the team either, <laughs> and we're going to lose Salazar. I'd be like, oh, like shit, we're going to have one of the worst pitching rotations in we'll the foreseeable future. One or two. Yeah, right. we, we and then it's like, oh yeah. no, actually, you're going to replace it with the Cy Young winner, uh, this guy named Plesic, Savali, and then this like young, hard throwing, badass pitcher named Tristan McKenzie, and you're going to have one of the best rotations on paper going into 2021. Like that's that's an impossibility. Like that does not happen. It's amazing. It the the reason they're doing this is, and the reason they weren't able to do this in the early 2000s was they draft. So well now, and they build from within. It's not just the trades of. I mean, it's awesome that they're refueling or replenishing their farm system with these trades like Lindor and and Clevenger and and Bauer and stuff. But, um, I mean, they drafted Bieber, Plesac, and Savali. Yep. Uh, So it's like, yeah, yeah. I think it was the same draft. Yes. So that's a pretty good draft. About enough. What did you say? It's a pretty good draft. You only drafted uh, your entire rotation in a draft? Oh, wow. I mean, if you do nothing else in the draft, for two years, you're good. (laughs) Well, I mean, what's crazy is what's awesome with this model. And yes, it's a frustrating, it can be a frustrating model when you aren't spending the money. But what's awesome by us getting that farm system back to like a top five farm system. If these young guys start to really like grow and do really well with the, the team, then there's the year where you can be like activate at the trade deadline and you start trading those prospects away and you get an Andrew Miller where, you know, okay, it's like, I know they're still going to hold on to most of them, but it does give you that. It gives you that ammunition to get a guy or two that you would never, never be in on or have the chance sure. to have and free agency. Um, so that's just another exciting, exciting piece to, to getting that farm system like in, in better shape because it kind of went by the wayside for, uh, for a little briefly. Fabs, and that's a perfect point because I think the team is a lot closer to that than a lot of people realize too. Mm-hmm. I mean, part of that's options and, and, you know, having to make decisions on guys here sooner rather than later and there's a lot of guys that i'm sure in you know the over this this season even we'll be talking about and it's like well we bring that guy up what does this mean for player x and those are good problems to have i'm just so goddamn excited for this season i steve steve's talked about this in the past like i I think all of us have but it's just so exciting to not be trotting out the same dudes that like we just weren't getting past the Yankees. We weren't getting past Houston, Tampa, um, the up and coming white Sox, And it, it's just exciting. Like I know I'm going to be upset in August when we're, you know, behind the Royals or whatever, but it's just the possibility knowing that we have a bunch of young up and coming guys. And, and the cool thing is like, if any of them click, 
Like we, we already know what we have in Fremont Reyes. We know what we have in Jose Ramirez. We know Perez is pretty stable. Like, but if any of them click, if, if, if Jimenez becomes an excellent door, if Bobby Bradley comes up and hits 30 home runs, you have this foundational core for like five or six seasons where you're going to be competing in the AL every year. And you then have payroll flexibility, like <laughs> because our payroll is the, the lowest in baseball. And so it's, it's, just, it's a really exciting year where, yeah, we might not make the playoffs, but like, I think this, we're just setting ourselves up for another one of those great five-year cycles without having to go completely to what the Tigers had to do, where you have, you know, three 60-win seasons in a row, and you're just praying that you get a great first pick in the in the draft, and they and they hit without destroying our payroll flexibility for years to come. So I this year I'm just going to try to be optimistic. Please, please remind me of that, Chris and Steve. Okay. Like just throughout the season, just like, hey, remember we're trying optimism. Uh, but <laughs> we're going to do our I, best. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do our we're, best. Uh, but I'm just excited. Guys like, to- yes, to three to twelve year, three hundred eighty five million dollar contracts. We exactly. can't do that. Well, I think to your point on like the the spending too is obviously nobody wants to see you know your team have the lowest payroll you know, <laughs> yeah and your casual fan you know is the is gonna say hey go spend money why are you last and it's not always about just spending money you know the the smarter fan that's you know. I guess watching more has a little bit more understanding into, you know, the workings of how you put that team together. Wants you to sit, to spend smart money mm-hmm. and not, you know, stranglehold yourself from the future. Yep. Um, so it's one of them I look back to, you know, is Edwin at the good time or at the time, everyone's like, Oh my God, they went and spent money and got a big free agent. And it worked for a little bit, but you know, Toward the end, it's like, why, you know, they just went and spent $80 million that now we're never going to see again because we're going to ship him off. And it's like, oh, well, now, you know, we can't spend so much now. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a a balance there of not only hitting on guys, but getting them at a price point that helps your team in the future as well. And and the most important factor in all that is you you don't even get to put yourself in that position if you're not developing talent and bringing guys up that essentially form your core. Like no, no good baseball team is ever formed by just going out and signing like eight free agents. All of a sudden, you know what I mean? Exactly. Look at the the deal we have Jose on right now. Name me one other player in the league that is on that team friendly of a deal for the value you're getting for it. It's the best baseball. It's the best contract in baseball. It doesn't <laughs> like, no exist. Doubt. Yeah, it Hands doesn't down. exist. <laughs> no doubt, it's the best contract in baseball. And I mean, if he had had one of his MVP esque seasons before that contract was done, forget about it. Like, would it, he be on the team? Mm, that's a good question. I don't know when his control would have ended. What if part <sighs> Yeah, we, that's 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 making the what if list now. Yeah, that's we're we're adding that one for sure. But you know, it, it where it gets exciting is as the core starts to form, you know, itself with these young players and especially guys coming up in the system. That's when you start to go, ooh, all right, who are the veterans that are floating out there that we could get 
on like an Eddie Rosario one year deal, or if we if we really think we have got you know we've got the money, we've we we've set our sights on this guy who's willing to sign a two year deal. Woohoo! You know, there are those guys. Say, you know, made made a move at a deadline. Yeah, to, I can't believe I'm saying this, but for the <laughs> Indians to go get, you know, a half season rental because that's not something they ever really do. Yeah. Or um, when I mean, the, the line of most... thinking is not allowed. <laughs> I'll, see, I'll see myself. Out. Yeah, that's and that's it for you, Will. The um, the I mean the the most recent example was Andrew Miller. You know they they recognized where they were at and they said this is our need. And I mean this guy had he had control. Uh, they had control a couple more years with him, and yeah. they they went out and at the time dumped their biggest prospect. They they traded Clint Frazier, you know, for for him, and that was their biggest prospect at the time. That was a huge move for the Indians to do that. Uh, to go out and get the best reliever in baseball, and they made that run. And it's a, it's all about where you're at at that moment. That's why, like, signing Lindor to a 12-year deal is is insanity to me because it's like, where do you think you're going to even be in, like, five years, six years down the road? It's like, you don't know what... You don't know if he's going to be hurt. You don't know what... If, he if like, suddenly his career takes a dive, if... Uh, you don't know where half the team is going to be. Yeah. What is your team going to look like in a decade when he's still on it? <laughs> like, it's, it's just like boggles the mind. Half of your team's not even in the farm system right now. Yeah. No, they're in high school. They're literally in high school. So, I, I mean, I do, I do like low key love the Fernando Tatis deal they did. Like, what, he's, I'm, what is I it call again? It on him. Uh, his is, he's 23. Yeah. Um, 330. 10 for 330, I think think i mean uh, that's actually like no dude it's better oh my god it's I was, I thought it was four, like 14 year 340 yeah. basically <laughs> you're having him for his entire his entire uh career 30, yeah it's 37 season he'll yeah, yeah. it's very friendly up front too it is yeah it gives them flexibility for the next like three or four seasons but all their money is still on the books mm-hmm. you know and who knows what and they have wealthy ass owners too. So like, I mean, they have, they can do, they, they can do those types of deals like the Dodgers with their crazy extension sure. for bets. Um, but if I had a player, the thing is, if I had a player who was 20, I would do that for a player who was 23 and, right. and was of, of Tatis's talent and say like, look, dude, you can just play here and you can retire an Indian, you know, if it's somebody else, you know, you can retire an Indian we're going to give you $350 million over 15 years and you'll play your entire career here, you know, but we get you for like literally your entire career. Yeah, that makes sense. I, th- I think there's three guys in the league. You give that deal to that's Tati, Sacuna or Soto. Yes. Oh, absolutely. It's a perfect yeah. combination of skill and age. Right. Correct. Now, if, yeah. if you're talking about a pitcher, do you put Bieber in that? Do you think they're going to go get him a a massive deal? I or just do you think they're going to play wait and see. They might try to do like the Kluber and, and route. Potentially cost themselves more by not giving him one. I really hope they at least try to buy out that first year free agency minimum. You know, give him some extra money in uh, those Arb years. Yeah. And then buy out a, a, a Kluber like deal. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I I'm think, all I about it's harder to give the pitcher one. No sure. Than, sure. Most. Yeah. It's, and there's so much volatility with pitcher. Yeah. That one's a lot more risky. Player. And, and the other, the other standpoint it, that people make on that is like, well, they're only, they're only pitching every five days. So do you give a starting pitcher? Right. You know, a, a, and with how good the Indians are at developing and finding pitchers, it's like, why do that? Like, Kluber was a two-time yeah. Cy, two Cy Young and, like, one of my favorite Indian pitchers of all time. And, like, if they would have done that deal, I would have just been like, this is such a fucking horrible mistake. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I, I think, like, so, uh, they have him essentially controlled through, like, what? He's, like, 20, is like 29. I believe they have him this year and then the three arbitration years. So, Let me uh, check. 25, so four more years, so... Takes him to twenty nine, so he'd be twenty nine. You know, and then I would honestly pitchers yes. over the age of thirty scare me. Yeah, yeah. I would, for one I more would year, really only go. So I would look at a six year deal. But get oh, him I like 31. that. Buy out so two years, three. Buy yeah. buy two years of free agency, very much like the Kluber deal, but you know it takes two to tango. So does he I think, think that I think deal? he'd be interested in that, and I think he seems very open from what I've heard. Yeah, and I think like as much as it sucked to have the lowest payroll this year, I think we will have some flexibility in the next two seasons, and I think Bieber's probably their number on like number one on their list. Like he's got it most definitely, most definitely. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think they'd be more worried about giving Bieber say you know? top five pitchers in the week money or would they, you know, Hey, let's try and cut ourselves a deal, do what they did with Jose and offer deals to, you know, please Savali, McKenzie, and Hey, let's get these guys locked up before they even, you know, Reach. Explode. yeah. Well, That's I could definitely, point. I mean, I could see them going to like, uh, McKenzie, because like there are a lot of teams are doing this now where they're going right to these guys like a year in and are like, hey, you want a deal? And they're signing them to like friendlier contracts. Yeah. And they're not even like giving them the opportunity to be like, oh, hey, I'm pretty goddamn good. I'm going to go get $400 million. I, I think it's, I, and I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's the security for the player too, where sure. you're 23. We know, you know, we, we love your talent. Um, let's just guarantee it. Like, like you don't know what's going to happen to you in the future. Like, why don't we just get this done now? Um, I have to imagine that a lot of these players, it's not always just about the money. Like, they want to win, too. Like, I have to imagine some of these players are like, hey, if I take a team-friendly-ish deal, I make out well, good. Yeah. I'm, but, like, also my team has flexibility to, like, Continue. It is guaranteed because if Steve, if you're 23 and it's like uh, we're going to do a five year deal with you, you're still going to like if you outperform that deal that the Indians give you, like five years for I don't forty million dollars, eight million a year, um, you're going to be at your the the age they call it, you know, like that 27, 28, where it's then like okay, Cleveland, thank you, I'll give you your one page in the newspaper. Uh, and then you get your $300 million deal or your $250 million 
Totally. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so it, it's that's the kind of the perfect. That's the where you need to strike it. That perfect combination of like because it's all guaranteed. Uh, you don't you don't have to worry about arbitration. You're you're not going to see something close to that anyway. Right. Like for at least three seasons. Uh, so yeah, I I think yes, you that's what the Indians have to do. And it's funny that you mentioned McKenzie because he's six five, a buck sixty five. I'm I'm exaggerating those numbers a little bit, but there is a guy right there who has not added much weight to his frame who would be susceptible to injury, mm-hmm. who might in the back of his mind go, you know, I have been hurt the last two years. Yeah, yeah. I'm willing to make I'm I'm willing to make a deal. Just speaking of, does his badge card just like not give him access to the gym. Like, have they just not shown him where the gym is at? <laughs> yeah, HR failed you know, him. They didn't uh, give him a tour. No. <laughs> he is. He's an interesting. Wonder, yes. Like, I, <laughs> I feel like this... someday he's just going to show up to a camp in like two years and just be like absolutely jacked. Like, I think it's going to be Yandy like, Diaz, like muscle photo. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, like the steroid See, era uh, where like you saw um, starting pitchers that were just like oh, busting yeah. out of their uniforms. Yeah. And it's like, this doesn't <laughs> <Yes>. look right. <laughs> go, go back and go back and take a look at uh young Bartolo though, too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Young, young Bartolo wasn't uh big sexy. Not yet. No. Have you guys um, seen the, the yearly transition? Oh, yeah. His picture it's every year for his entire career is Just crazy. It balloons. <laughs> it, it, honestly, it doubles in size. It <laughs> does. They had to move the camera back 50 feet. I love it. Big, sexy, baby. Okay. Uh, we're going to wrap it up with uh, Random Indian, but real quick, I want to get everybody's win total for the season. Where are we sitting? Let's also. Before we do, yeah, Vegas has them at what eighty one and a half, eighty two and a half, somewhere in that vicinity. Just as a point of reference, okay, okay. Not that I keep you, track uh, of those eight, things. Eighty two point five. Okay, eighty two and a half. All if right. we were all betting men, and we are, um, I'm taking the over on that all day for sure. I think that's like one of the easiest bets. In baseball. No, I'm going to hold you to a number. I'm going to put your... Yeah, yeah. I'm going to hold your feet over a fire. What's the number? I've been kind of hovering. I mean, my heart says, you know, 91, 92, but my mind is kind of giving me like the 89 vibes. So okay. I, I I, think I'm kind of settled on on 89. I think we're good. I, I think we're going to be... I think we're going to be good with a lot of promise. I, I, I can't say we're going to make the playoffs. I feel like we're going to be a few games out. Or, or you know, maybe into the last weekend, if things fall a certain way this year with other teams. But I'm going 89 wins. Who's next? I'll go. I get, definitely take the over. Eloy Jimenez is out, so I'm like very interested in what's going to happen with some of the other teams in our division. Because I, the Twins, I don't think are going to be as good as advertised. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think the White Sox are going to be as good either. Like, I think they're going to be good, but they're at like they have a crazy total. Um, Wait, what's so yeah, theirs? I would. Oh God, I want to say 
It's not crazy Dodgers like though. Oh no, it's not Dodgers. It's like I think it's like low nineties. <laughs> sure it went down with Eloy. Oh yeah, that it had to have dropped two. three yeah, or I think four. It's, oh, it's eighty nine point something after Eloy. So I'm gonna go eighty. I'm gonna go eighty seven wins. What's the Dodgers win total? What do they have that at? 102. 102, yeah. Oh, baby. <laughs> take the under on that. That's insane. Dude, honestly, I might take the over. Like, you take the over? Dude, they play the Tony Padres Gonsolin, so many times, though. Tony Gonsolin and David yeah, they Price also are in your play pool the rest pen. of the NL West, though, oh, that's true. The of West times. is such <laughs> wins against the Rockies. 19 against uh, San Francisco. Okay, 16 against right. the Diamondbacks. You're right. You're right. I yeah. mean... I don't know if the world can comprehend just how good the Dodgers are. That Dude, so that team is phenomenal. unbelievable. I mean, it. <laughs> yeah, I I might be a crazy person. I think they could potentially challenge the record. That's how I honestly Ooh, think they could. I love it. I love it. If it that, wasn't for the Padres, I would say easily. Okay, well, think of this though. Uh, you know, they but still the have, Padres are going. I'm I'm just saying. Yeah, I think yeah. the Padres and them are going to be battling, and they're going to end up with... I'm taking the over, too, by the way. But I think they end up with, like, 107. We're still pretty goddamn good. Incredible. Which is amazing. <laughs> I mean, that, rota- that rotation is just... When... <laughs> when Bowers could be your three, that's ridiculous. And and you were and like David Price is on your team. And you're like, cool man. You're just gonna go pitch in the bullpen. Are you cool with that? Oh fuck! I forgot yeah. they even had David Price. Oh my god! Yeah. He wasn't even staying in the rotation. Price forgot he was on that. that team. What'd you say? Well, he lost the uh, fifth spot to May. Could you like? Oh my god! <laughs> hey, Dustin May's no slouch. I oh, love. Yeah, Dustin he's only the, one Dustin of the May best autos. pitching prospects in baseball. I love Dustin May. I have two autos. And the commission has him. Oh, the commish. Nice. And Mackenzie as well. So where you, where where what's your what are we looking at for your uh preview for uh for Dynasty? Where you're aren't you in like you're in like young rebuild mode a little bit, right? Uh I, I think it's breakout time. Ooh. I mean I got the ki- the killer bees coming, Biggio, Bichette, Bregman, Bellinger. So if I can get the pitching staff coming along, I think I'll be all right. Okay. Okay. So hopefully. I haven't, I haven't been to the playoffs yet in my own league, so <laughs> need to make that happen. Yeah, it's time, time to make a move, Kamish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm in a weird spot. I'm mired in like I can't break out. I'm like I'm, I'll make the playoffs, but I'm always finishing like second, third, fourth. So I'm I don't well, know. No, nobody has has broken one except for the others. Steve. Yeah, that's right. That is true. Yeah, he's so he's running we're all in the same boat there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I know. Some, and the some best outfield known to man, and I know what a fifth place finish is like the best I've done. <laughs> like, <laughs> time to blow it up. It might be. It yeah, might be. I'm thinking about it. If this season doesn't break the way I need it to, it's it might be a fire sale, <laughs> and I'll, and then I'll just ride it out for like a decade. <laughs> so, I'll go. I'll go pirates on everybody's ass. Uh, Will or yeah, Will. I think you haven't given your uh, total yet. Yeah, so I I think it really all comes down to do the young guys uh, fold under pressure or do they all step up? What happens if we lose two starters? Are they able to fill that, you know, pitching depth? Obviously, you know, like we've said, it'd be nice to have a Bauer or a Clevenger or a Carrasco, but 
are not coming back in that door. So got to make do with what you got on a marathon season uh, where you know you're going to lose guys. So uh, it's just being able to, to bounce back from that. And I think the, the other thing that's going to have a big impact is, you know, what, do you, what are you getting from the bottom of that order? Are you going to get uh, Roberto Perez that hits a buck 63 of the last four years? Or are you going to get the Roberto Perez that hit 25 home runs? Mm-hmm. You know, that, and, like you guys mentioned, you know, can you get any production out of Bowers trying to be hidden in seven or eight or, um, you know, is Rosario, if he's bat ninth, able to turn it over and get to the top uh, where you could potentially do some damage. Um, I, I do think there is a lot of what ifs. I Right now, I got them slated for 85, uh, but I think they're going to finish seven games back for the division um, and three out of the wild card. Unfortunately, I think they're going to fall a little bit short this year, um, but I don't think that that means that the you know, future's dark by any means. Hey, don't apologize because um, that's pretty much what I was going to say too, Will. So I have them winning around 86 though. Okay. 86, 87. So we got, but, we're running 80, 85, 86, 87, and 89. Yeah. So we have, you know, at least mid 80s. Uh, upper 80s wins all, wow, all across the board. I'm the most optimistic Which, I mean, I think, one. I think that's, but but like Will just said, I, I too have them probably a game or two out of the wild card. So I'm I'm thinking we're going to be in it for the long haul. Well, I think uh, too. It'll be, a, it, it'll be a good season. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you look around at the other teams in the league, you know, obviously the AL East has got, the Yankees and the Rays, people seem to be all about the... Even the Jays. Well, and the Jays could be in... Toronto. The Jays... I, I don't no know yet. Chain. Yeah, I don't know yet about the Jays. The, the <laughs> Red Sox is a suspect young, for sure, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. young hitting, it's fun, but I they're going to be an 80-win team at best, I think. And the Red, and people want to, like, jump on the Red Sox, but I, I just don't see that happening um, at all. And then you've got... Obviously, in the Central, the Twins and White Sox and Indians. And then in the West, you've got the Astros and, I would say, A's with the Angels yet again, like, uh, thinking they have a chance until, like, June when it all falls apart. So When Otani's um, injured and they have Mike Trout yet again doesn't go to a playoff series. Yes. Do not jinx my MVP pick. MVP pick Mike Trout? No, Otani. Otani, ooh, that's a bold. That's a bold. Ooh, pick. that is bold. You you uh, throw some money on that? No, I should though. That's uh, there's still time before the season starts. Yeah, you should go. Uh, you should go and put a thousand dollars. You should put a thousand dollars on him winning the Cy Young and MVP. Yeah, make it a nice little parlay. Could you, has anyone ever done that? Win both in the same season? Cy Young and yeah, uh, straight up pitcher like somebody who was just. Like, like out of well, their I know, I know pitcher, I know pitchers have won MVP before, but did they win the Cy Young in the same year? I think you would have to, right? Um, Eckersley, hold on. Eckersley, I believe, was the last pitcher who won, the, won MVP, the MVP. But I don't know if he won the Cy Young that year. Actually, so Clayton Kershaw won it in 2014. He won the Cy Young and the NL MVP. And MVP? Okay. okay. Sandy Koufax did it. 
uh, Bob Gibson, Raleigh uh, Fingers. That was going to be my next guest. I'll say in our lifetime, please. Eckersley, yeah, Eckersley, Roger Clemens, and Verlander did it in 2011 with the Tigers. Okay, all right, so twice so, in the last okay. yeah. ten years. Okay. First on right. Verlander, yeah. No, I'll shut up now, then. No, you no, will not th- shut up. Because- no, I thought you were getting like 3D chess with it, where it's like a pitcher who also hits. Because Otani is such a spe- like a unique. It would have been like, like, a like Babe Ruth, like right you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, like some random guy from 1923. You know, yes, the mustache uh, uh, Will, it is your time to shine here. We're going to close it out with the random Indian of the week. So um, hit us with some clues, and we're going to see if you uh, if we can guess. All right, that works. <clears throat> I had to uh, dig a little bit deeper than normal, uh, as I told Steve. Uh, catching up on the podcast, I've had a couple that I have in mind. Uh, you know, I don't want to say stolen from me, but they have been <laughs> used already. <laughs> All right, so... This former first-round pick's career flopped harder than Geely at the box office. <laughs> okay. Uh, he play, played 205 games with the Tribe over three seasons. Uh, it was his years 25 to 27. Uh, he hit 245, three home runs, 55 RBIs, 29 stolen bases, 76 runs. Those are all totals. In 713 plate appearances. Okay. Uh, not too long ago, he was charged in federal court for tax evasion because he falsified his tax returns. Uh, basically, he did not put uh, illegal gambling winnings <laughs> <laughs> on there as income. It's a cautionary tale. Cautionary tale. Uh, Incredible. So, Incredible. Yeah, he's, he's, he's in some trouble right now. Okay. <laughs> I don't know exactly who it is. Damn it. <laughs> That's okay. It's okay. You got any other hints? You got any of hints you want to throw out there? No, I mean, that's okay. really it. It was okay. just uh, r- really more so that the three seasons in Cleveland were, you know, 25, 26, 27. It's not like we were talking about, you know, a 20-year-old right. Andres. Okay. All right. Well, Chris seems to be pretty adamant that he knows who it is. I'm gonna feel like an idiot if I get this wrong because, um, oh, yeah, you much it. like much like Dirtbag and I, Jason Kipnis, I also was a coworker with this gentleman for a season. <laughs> coworker, <laughs> Bo Mills. It is not Bo Mills. Oh, I feel like an idiot. <laughs> that makes me feel much better, though. Oh, oh if only people could evasion, see the video where the Chris- tax evasion part. I was convinced on. <laughs> I mean, oh, I was so confident. I was cocky. You, your first hint was that he was like a a former what? A first round pick. First round. First pick. round. First, pick. Former first round pick. Is it? I mean, I don't think I heard this about him, but was it, is it Matt Laporta? It is not Matt Laporta. Okay, okay. I, no. that was the first guess. Uh, that was what that I was going to guess. I, I, yeah, I have, I have no idea, and I'm. Okay. Yeah, I have no the only idea. other Let's guy go back to the drawing board. Did you say he played first Fabs, base. I mean, do you want to take a guess, Fabs? God, played played three seasons with the. I also didn't see Andy Marte, but I know like he passed away. He wasn't a first baseman. Yeah. Oh, it was, I didn't even hear the first baseman. Oh shit. No, okay, I didn't say first. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you said, oh, okay. oh, I thought you said oh, first. Okay. Okay. 
former first round. Pick. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> not that that okay. helps me in the least, <laughs> but oh man, yeah, Marte would have been my guess, even though like I know that's not right. I was just trying to think of okay some of our top prospects. All right, I think we might. But Chris, you got no, you got one more guess. I'll, I'll give you the last clue that I have. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, you know, seven months from now, I'm going to listen to this episode, realize how wrong that I was, and I'm going to have to eat this. <laughs> oh, God. Crow, Crow. Trevor Crow. Trevor oh, Crow. Trevor Crow. Dude, that's right. I forgot about that. Oh. I was going to say, in hindsight, those numbers seemed to be a little high for Bo Mills, because I don't know if Bo Mills even played, like, 16 games for the Indians. Oh, damn. Um, that's, that's good. A, that's awesome. That's nothing. Really we'll, I'll job. never forget working at the captain's stadium. And, and I, it was when I was in high school. He was a former coworker of yours. He was a former coworker of mine. I did work. <laughs> yes. I was a former coworker of Trevor Crow. And I remember whenever he came up to bat, they'd play the crow noise. And it was always like incredibly annoying. And yeah, that's amazing. Trevor Crow. Cause it's always sunny. They love uh, doing the crow sounds too. That's so. right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one, man. That's a real good one. That was. Thank you. Good job. Uh, I, I mean, had you not, you know, taken Johnny Damon and then mentioned Kevin, Kevin Millwood, Millwood in the last episode, I had I had him ready, and it was like every time I listened to a new episode, it was like <laughs> oh, I got to get a new one now. That, Thanks, Steve. That one's Thank good, you. man. Trevor Crow yeah. is truly a random Indian. <laughs> I'm really glad Chris didn't yeah. go off on like a thing about when we were talking about the over under. He's like, oh. Crazy story about Trevor Crow, though. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. Like, oh my yeah. God. So I'm buddies Crazy with Trevor Crow, right? He hammered the over. <laughs> um, yeah. The better part of a decade. I saw him at a casino and he was screaming that he wasn't going to report anything he won to the, <laughs> yeah. to the Fed. No, I think so. I think with all of that, I think he was running a book or helping him oh. run a book. He was getting all the money, you know, from people losing back sure. and yep. just never. Reported it because I feel like, like oh, it's... you got way too much money in your right. Account. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey man, I feel like yeah. If you're winning tons of like money at the casino and you just don't want to report it, you just keep it in a drawer in cash, cash. and just yeah, just yeah. buy stuff and just don't put it in your account ever. Is it? But isn't I, that, yeah, isn't that the first thing they teach you in any you know Breaking Bad or Law and Order? Yeah, or any movies. Like, Keep it in cash. Cash. I do you, know you get a loose games. floorboard. You loose floorboard are, in your house, and you exactly, put the money in yes. there. There are games that will require you if you win a certain amount at once. Yeah, where you have to like fill out a form like on the floor. Yeah, if I've seen that a couple of times. But just if I mean, if you go up and throw you know a thousand bucks on black four and it hits, they just say, "Hey, here's chips." Yes, and I've seen the move to where, like, I I think I asked when we went to Vegas for uh, March Madness. I think I asked one of the people is like there is a limit where they make you get uh, a tax form for winning, like at the sports book, unless you tell them I want it in chips, because then it's like, oh, I'm gonna go gamble. Yeah, you could and burn then you it. Just go, then you go cash yes, it. Yes, I want chips. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah all right. <laughs> <laughs> or or if you do the chip option and your friend tells you to play 16 twice in a row on roulette. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't um, know what you're talking about on that. <laughs> and Shaq happens to be having a party that same weekend. 
in Vegas that you probably could have, you know, found your way into. Yes, I do seem to remember a story land. of a friend of ours who, uh, yeah, could have could have bet sixteen twice and would have paid for everybody to go to Shaq's private party at the Rio. I do, oh, I do seem to remember yeah. vaguely a friend. Ouch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, well, that's a that's a real fun note to end on. We'll, we'll get there next year, guys. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. <laughs> Heading back. All right, apologies. Uh, Will, thanks for being on, man. Um, no man, thanks for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, we'll, uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully we don't close up shop and uh, the three of you stay on and be like, "Why did we let this idiot on?" <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we'll, 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 text, be like, we'll text each other that. Yeah, yeah, we do that over text. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. um, so, all right, cool. Uh, we'll definitely have you back on. We'll do a little check in on the Dynasty League because I know everybody's going to be itching to hear about Ooh, that. We'll have to have them do commission. Get the commissions like midseason awards too. Oh, ooh, yeah. We'll have to start coming up with some fun stuff. Well, like, okay. oh, and then at the All Star break, we're gonna make you do like a commissioner's like press conference. State of the yeah, union. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the state of the league and all that stuff. So that's awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely get you in uh, on some of that. So, all right. Well, uh, be sure to follow us on social at Cal Penal Pod, and uh, let's go on this wild journey of a season together, guys. So we'll. Uh, it's our first we'll season back. as a podcast. Ooh. Our little baby season. Here we go. Let's make sure we win at least 80 games, okay? (laughs) All right. See you guys later. (laughs) 